Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. I told you a couple of days ago about the new details about the rumored Latin Mass restrictions that will be coming on what looks like the 3rd of April, the first day of Holy Week. After that, I showed you the letter of a faithful suffering priest who wrote to his bishop begging his bishop to not implement Traditionis Custodis in his diocese, inviting him to invoke Canon 87 of the Code of Canon Law, which allows bishops to ignore papal decrees to a certain level. And a few bishops in the United States and elsewhere have invoked this part of canon law to resist the overreaches of Traditionis Custodis. Now we have news from Dr. Peter Kwasniewski that a bishop who did in fact do this just got an angry letter from Rome telling him to fall in line. He then wrote a letter to an unnamed priest from an unidentified parish that appears to be a TLM only or dedicated to the traditional Latin Mass in some way, but otherwise diocesan parish, informing him of the impending liturgical doomsday. I have that letter here for you in full and the implications of what it means, as well as another letter from another part of the country showing you that it's not just the Latin Mass they're coming after, but it's also your reverent conservative Novus Ordo. So let's dive in. And let's start with this post from Dr. Kwasniewski, who posted this in a Facebook group called Contra Traditionis Custodis, Pro Immemorial Roman Rite, the use of Santiquer. I'm in that group, but I rarely comment on much there since I use Facebook mostly to get away from the news. Deacon Nick Donnelly sent me a link to the post, so thanks to Deacon Nick for the information. Here's Dr. K's post from that group in full. It's not terribly long. Quote, Friends, I come with bad news, but only for the sake of better preparing ourselves for what may be coming. The following letter sent to a priest by his bishop indicates that this bishop, who had invoked Canon 87 in order to grant a dispensation from Traditionis Custodis in order to allow the continuation of the TLM in the parish church, recently received a letter from the DDW, that's the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, formerly the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, stating that he did not have the authority to grant such a dispensation because the said dispensation was, quote, preserved to the Holy See. Having accused the bishop of this, quote, defect, the DDW requests him to, quote, make it right by petitioning for a dispensation. Based on further information the DDW required, including information on how many faithful attend the TLM and how the priest intends to lead them eventually to the Novus Ordo. This is a grave new step in the unfolding battle. Where was it ever said in writing that this particular dispensation was, quote, reserved? I can find no evidence of that, and I suspect the DDW is just making it up and throwing his weight around. Moreover, the clear intention is to make every bishop think himself required to submit detailed information upon all the TLMs taking place in his diocese and to ask for quote-unquote permission that these may continue, these Latin masses may continue. And for what period? To give time, apparently for the quote, re-education of the faithful. Now he later corrected the post saying the following, in the comments, I posted remarks sent to me by a canon lawyer who says that the then CDW said that the dispensation was reserved, but actually had no canonical authority to say so because their responses were not approved in forma specifica. To my mind, this letter makes it probable that other similar letters have been or will soon be going out from the dicastery, targeting bishops who had either invoked Canon 87 or in any other way seem, quote, resistant to the intentions of Traditionis Custodis. 
I have asked two canon lawyers to consider the flaws in this argument, so that I may publish these flaws. But alas, most bishops are not canonists, are likely to have anti-TLM canon lawyers advising them, and are not likely to see a refutation. I will nonetheless keep everyone posted. End quote. None of that is good news, folks. The requirement to fall in line as a specter of a cancelled bishop looming over it. One not far from the United States, and that bishop is Bishop Daniel Fernandez Torres of Puerto Rico. I covered him almost two years ago now. He was removed from his see in Puerto Rico by Francis for failure to fall in line on a number of things the Bishops' Conference of Puerto Rico was doing, including sending every single one of their seminarians to an extremely questionable, extremely modernist, extreme seminary, as well as failing to fall in line with the Vatican decrees regarding the uh, that big problem that shook the world in 2020 and the solution to that problem the Vatican endorsed and that our rulers are still trying to push. For these great crimes of acting like an autonomous bishop in his diocese instead of merely a middle manager for Francis, he was removed from his see. His treatment looms large over all of this. The American bishops, I guarantee you, are aware of Bishop Torres. But let's get to Dr. K's letter. Dr. K never in identifies what diocese this is or the bishop. And I have an idea of who of what diocese it is, but I'm going to keep quiet about it now, since there aren't many bishops who invoke Canon 87 of the Code of Canon Law to protect the TLM in their diocese. Here's that letter from that bishop to his priest in full, dated January, 20, January 31st, 2023. Dear Father, on July 16th, 2021, I issued a dispensation from the restriction of the motu proprio traditionis custodis, which clearly stated that masses may not be celebrated in a parochial church unless such permission was granted by the Holy See. This is confirmed in the subsequent responsa ad dubia of December 21st, 2021. This congregation, exercising the authority of the Holy See in matters within its competence, see traditionis custodis in paragraph 7, can grant at the request of the diocesan bishop that the parish church be used to celebrate according to the Masale Romanum of 1962 only if it is established that it is impossible to use another church, oratory, or chapel. The assessment of this impossibility must be made with utmost care. I am now in receipt of a letter from the Dicastery of Divine Worship and Discipline of the Sacraments that the dispensation which I intended to grant was reserved to the Holy See. According to the Holy See, I did not and do not have authority to grant such a dispensation. In order to regularize the defect, the dicastery has requested that I now petition the dicastery for a dispensation for the Mass according to the Masale Romanum of 1962 to be celebrated in the parish churches in question. This I am willing to do and will, and will do once I receive additional information from you as requested by the same dicastery. First, how many people usually attend the EF Masses in your parish? That would be the extraordinary form, by the way. That's what EF stands for. And remember, Francis got rid of terms like extraordinary form and ordinary form. They no longer apply. Second, how many extraordinary form Masses are celebrated each week in your parish and on which days? Third, what steps are being taken to lead the faithful who are attached to the antecedent liturgy towards a celebration of the liturgy according to the liturgical books reformed by decree of the Second Vatican Council? Fourth, for my information, is the restriction noted below forbid, forbidding bination involving the EF Mass on weekends being observed. I would note that trination on a weekend is justified when there is only a truly pastoral necessity, but in accord with the mind of the Holy See, 
Hosting an EF Mass should not be considered a pastoral necessity. Under no circumstances is it permitted to celebrate more than three Masses on any Saturday or Sunday. I have noted before that celebration two Saturday evening Masses and three Sunday Masses, while totaling five Masses for Sunday does not violate the three Mass regulation since the Masses are celebrated on different calendar days. It is most important to note that Dicastery added this information will assist us, the Dicastery, in making a decision on which dispensation should be granted and whether the clear direction traced by Pope Francis in his motu proprio is being accepted and followed. While I am convinced that the dispensation will be granted, I am equally convinced that it will be granted for only a limited period of time and that it probably will not be renewable. This is consistent with the insistence that there be evidence of some active work of bringing those devoted to the EF Mass to the point of full acceptance of the liturgy of the 1970 reform. If no such effort is presently demonstrable, then it would seem to me the possibility of a dispensation is greatly reduced. According to the responsa, quote, the exclusion of the parish church is intended to affirm that the celebration of the Eucharist according to the previous rite, being a concession limited to these groups, is not part of the ordinary life of the parish community, end quote. So let's clarify a couple of terms here. Bination and trination are the practice of a priest offering more than one mass a day at his parish himself. Typically, you need a dispensation to offer more than a certain number of masses a day, and Traditionus Custodis specifically prohibits a priest from offering the new mass and the apostolic mass in the same day. So what does this mean for you? Well, keep this in context. This letter and the one we haven't seen from the DDF to the bishop applies explicitly to this bishop. Now, it's safe to assume, as Dr. Kwasniewski did, that the few other Canon 87 bishops received such letters at the same time, or will shortly soon, and had to inform their various priests that they need to fall in line. In fact, I have another letter here from another, another diocese, this one from a bishop informing his priest to stop offering the Novus Ordo in Latin or Ad Orientum or both without his permission and that the TLM is going to be restricted. Here's that letter, and thanks to the listener who sent this to me on Twitter. The Archdiocese of Atlanta, canonical regulations and liturgical changes from the Office of Divine Worship, effective February 6, 2023. Pro Populo Mass, a reminder to all pastors. In accordance with Canon 534, every pastor is required by law to apply a Mass for the people entrusted to his care. This Mass is to be celebrated every Sunday as well as every Holy Day of Obligation. The Mass for the people may be celebrated by either the pastor, parochial vicar, or another priest if lawfully delegated by the pastor for a pastoral reason. In cases where one pastor has the responsibility of multiple parishes, one Mass may be celebrated for the entirety for all the people entrusted to him. This will satisfy the obligation. Pastors are reminded that it is their obligation alone to ensure that if the Mass for the people in their care is celebrated, if for some reason this obligation has not been fulfilled, the pastor must rem remedy the error as soon as possible. This is accomplished by the application of multiple masses for the people until such time the obligations in arrears are fulfilled. Traditional Latin Mass in Novus Ordo, new legislation in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. In the past month, some of you have sent questions regarding the Latin Mass in Novus Ordo Masses ad Orientum. The, the motu proprio Traditionis Custodis deals with the Massale Romanum of 1962 only. It does not deal with the entire liturgical reform of the Second Vatican Council. The reform of the Second Vatican Council permits priests to celebrate the Novus Ordo ad Orientum in Latin and in the vernacular. However, it leaves the diocesan bishop if he allows his priests to celebrate publicly in those forms, as they see fitting in their ministry to the people of God, or ad cassium, meaning only with the explicit request of the priest and the explicit permission from the diocesan bishop, in this case, the archbishop. 
If approved, the Archbishop must seek the permission of the Vatican for each request. Historically, the requests have been denied. Now, the sacraments and sacramentals in accord with the Masale Romanum of 1962 are celebrated at St. Francis de Sales Parish in Mableton, Georgia, where the priestly fraternity of St. Peter served so diligently. At St. Monica Parish in Duluth, Georgia, only the sacrament of the Eucharist and celebrated in accord with Masale Romanum of 1962 on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation at 8.15 a.m. All the other sacraments and sacramentals are in the vernacular. After consultation with the Dicastery for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments, starting on the Solemnity of the Resurrection of Our Lord, April 9, 2023, all the priests and bishops assigned or residing in the ecclesiastical jurisdiction of the Archdiocese of Atlanta that want to celebrate publicly, one, the extraordinary form of the Mass, with the exception of the parishes noted, two, the Novus Ordo Ad Orientum in Latin, three, the Novus Ordo Ad Orientum in the vernacular, meaning English, four, the Novus Ordo Versus Populum in Latin, five, all sacraments and sacramentals in the form previous to the liturgical reform of the Second Vatican Council must request by formal letter permission from the Archbishop. The letter should include the rationale for such celebration. I urge you to read or reread the apostolic letter Desiderio Desideravi on the liturgical formation of the people of God and personally get involved in the decision-making guarantees that decorum, order, and nobility of your liturgical celebrations at your parishes and place of worship. I read that letter to you in full to make a point. It's not only the apostolic mass they want to suppress. It's your unicorn Novus Ordo masses as well, your reverent new mass. They've said as much multiple times. It's why a priest has to get permission to offer mass ad orientum or in the language of the church, which is Latin. There is no justifiable reason that is in continuity with the history of the church for such requirements. We aren't dealing with people in the Roman Curia who care about tradition or justice or even the coherency of the law. They care about suppressing the faith and instituting their new religion. And that's all they care about. They've said as much and have admitted that what they're implementing is Vatican II, which is a new faith by their own admission. They've said that the traditional mass, the mass that developed organically from the time of the apostles until 1969, doesn't fit with the church anymore. That tells you a lot. And maybe we should believe them. And stop believing people who want to keep you from going to mass with the priests or resisting the satanic nonsense simply because you want the same faith that your ancestors had. Again, thanks to the viewer who sent me that Atlanta letter, and thanks to Deacon Nick Donnelly for sending me Dr. Kwasniewski's information. It's appreciated. That's what's coming, folks, to a diocese near you, unless there's a dramatic intervention or turnaround of some kind. What do you think about all of this, though? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.